Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I am the God of King Fire, Todd Mitchell. Todd Mitchell. The K Fire Cafe is on. Amber Ray, Brad Feldman, Brad's business beat on the way after four. Secret word at some point, we got a Toro snowblower from Kirkwood Ace. We'll give away December 6th when uh, you, you might be thinking, not ready for snow. Yeah, well, last time we gave one away, it snowed right away afterwards. So Tickets to see the Mavericks and the Phil Parker Show, but you know what? I got a pair I'll toss in today as well. When you hear today's secret word, be my 10th caller. I'll get you in on the snowblower, get you in uh, on Mavericks tickets. Also coming up tomorrow, True Travel Tales with Jay Ratliff, Too Tall Tom and his October Outlook, and of course another shot at that Toro Snowblower from Kirkwood Days coming up between 5.39 with Phil Parker tomorrow here on KFIRE 550, the legendary voice of the Northern Plains. And we're working on stuff for uh, What's in Your Mind tomorrow as well. I had that right in front of me. You really believe that one? Okay, uh, conservative columnist Ed Morrissey of Hot Air will be on talking about the impeachment of President Trump. Trump, rather. Uh, Fox reporting that House Democrats have subpoenaed Rudy Giuliani for Ukraine documents in the impeachment inquiry, so that's uh, taking yet another step forward. Plenty of time for what is on your mind as well. Meanwhile, on uh, Mondays, we... Uh, Try to keep in touch with our Bismarck City government, and uh, it's been affectionately termed Marquardt Monday because Commissioner Marquardt's been the guy to uh, step up each time of late. Commissioner, how are you? Not too bad, Todd, and yourself? Good. Ready for a big freeze? <laughs> he asks. Well, with <laughs> not much we can uh, <laughs> we can do about it. But, uh, Hopefully, if we do get a frost or a freeze, and then uh, we can have some Indian summer, I know it'll help out my customers a lot. With the the rain and harvest doesn't really go together, so we've been battling all all year with with moisture. Not that we should complain about it, but it, it's the drought is over problem. anyway, right? At least for this year. It, for this year, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Remember a couple of Christmases ago, we had that big snowmageddon, and then next thing you know, we're bone dry. We go figure. Uh, how could that yeah. happen? But with, with the snowmageddon, we get phone calls all the time. So uh, in our snow emergency routes. So yeah, we will. Uh, we updated our new snow emergency routes at the last uh, commission meeting. So yeah, I saw that. So what got added on? Um. Oh, just with with growth uh, in general. You know, added on to a, a few of the the roadways to the south, east, southwest, kind of kind of all over uh, portions of Bismarck. So. so some of the urban sprawl, essentially, you got, as the city grows, <laughs> so the snow emergency route map will grow, I suppose. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with everything else. You know, it's, you know, we're, we're a growing community, and we have to, you know, keep that in mind. You know, and that's, you know, where some of our, our costs come in. You know, we have to be able to, to be able to grow, but, you know, with that, we, 
you know, try and find a, a happy balance between growth and, and you know, infrastructure. And we still continue to work with, um, you know, what, uh, you know, our core, you know, looks like and make sure we have growth there. But also, you know, we, we're growing to the outskirts as well. You know, people want to move to the outside of the Bismarck. We have to make sure that we have that, um, those options available for the citizens. So, All right. What else did we uh, miss out on in the last meeting? Oh, we had uh, finalized our, our budget the last meeting. Um, so now we go ahead and, you know, start working on, you know, a few different things for for next year. And, um, you know, kind of with that, you know, there was some discussion on some bunch of different topics, um, you know, and uh, moving forward, you know, we'll take a look at, you know, some of those, uh, you'll see some of those probably come up or be discussed at our our next meeting. Um, you know, just kind of some thoughts and ideas how to move forward with a few few different few different issues and things. So, yeah, but I have a question for Commissioner Marquardt, 701-258-0550, If you'd prefer to text and keep your voice off the radio, I know it can be a shock to hear what your voice sounds like on the radio or when others. <laughs> hear it i still hate hearing mine after all these years 701 uh 226-8503 is uh my number here caller at 701-258-0550 you're in the cafe hi there yes i have a question about the last meeting and how the commissioners and the mayor voted on the budget for next year how did mr marcourt vote i voted in favor of the budget last year it was a three two vote um, three of us voted for it, and uh, two had voted against. The mayor okay. and uh, Commissioner Zinker had voted against it. So you voted against the mayor then, is that right? Uh, um, uh, yes, I voted against what the the mayor's vote, yes, so it would counter that. Okay, and then uh, the next question is, is that what are you guys doing for the getting ready for the spring flood next year? That is a very good question, um, you know, especially with all the moisture and stuff we've had. We've been monitoring, you know, the river levels and, you know, also what's on the, the north end as well. And that's one of the things that I actually had talked to or sent a message to Michelle Closey, our um, director today, to give me some updated information, um, you know, so we can have that discussion because it doesn't look like, you know, normally this time of year we start reducing water out of the um, out of the dam, both with the amount of water that we've had just with overland water upstream, and then just you know whatever's north of the dam, and you know what they got for snow in Montana. Yeah, we're gonna that'll be a, a big issue that we need to address, and you know keep everyone informed in the community about you know different plans, ideas, and what we're going to do moving forward. So. Has anyone spoken to our congressional delegation? The water right now is as high as it's been in uh, some of the normal springs, if not higher. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's this high in the fall, when it freezes up come next spring, with the runoff from Montana and the, and they're predicting uh, another record runoff, all it's going to take with the water is high when it freezes is just going to be a slight ice jam on the south part of the river and there's no place for the water to go not to mention that 
most of, most of South Bismarck is already saturated as it is. So what, mm-hmm. has, have you contacted the congressional delegation? I have not personally contacted the congressional delegation uh, themselves, but um, I will forward that information on, and we need to to get with that. Like I said, I just sent an email to uh, Michelle this morning, so before yeah. I got to work, and I haven't checked any of my emails afterward. Yeah, so I hope that our city doesn't wait until the banks are flooding over and we're all in uh, two or three feet of water in the south side of Bismarck before we contact our congressional delegation. Uh, Lake Oahe is ex- extremely high right now, and like I say, there's no place for it to go. So I hope Right, and I do believe the whole river system it- itself is high just for all the, the flooding in south. Uh, you know, south of uh, South Dakota and everything yet, you know, so we, there's a lot of water that's, that's in the system. So, no, we will, we will address that, and I can uh, address the comments and the conversations that I had with Todd the next time I'm on, too. So, no, sure. we'll, yeah. we'll make a few phone calls to our congressional delegation and see what happens. Yeah, it looks like a, might, a nightmare to happen next spring. And then, finally, I have the one question for you. Why... As we grow, why is why do our taxes go up? You would think that with economy of scale, when the taxes go up, we are, or when the community grows, we are more people contributing, and therefore per uh, homeowner, there'd be less per homeowner. But it seems like it's going just the opposite. We grow, and then we, our taxes go up even more. Is there is there something that uh, that I'm not seeing, or what? Why is it that that seems to be the case, or should we just not grow anymore in Bismarck if we want to keep our taxes reasonable? Well, and I don't think you're going to be able to stop the growth, but I love the question. Yeah, and and that's a very good question. It's a question that that we do get, um, you know, from time to time, and usually right around that the same time of season. So you know, a lot of things go in into that. Of you know, we take a look at, um, you know, what's contributing to that. And, and like you said, you know, a lot of it, you know, when we base our budget, when the budget goes forward, we take a look at, you know, what our residential um, numbers are at as far as, you know, permits, stuff like that. And a lot of those were down and then also on our, on our commercial side. And usually what we try and do as far as when we do the budget is just take that percentage of growth, and that's the budget that we have to work with. Um, in 2017-2018 numbers that we have, that's basically there wasn't a lot going on right at that time. So we had seen a, a decrease in our mills and then also, um, you know, not necessarily some of our evaluations, but our, our mills had gone down. So we were able to... Know, keeps a lot of those taxes and stuff down this year you know going by those numbers we you know went up you know two point you know two mills I do believe is what it was and um, you know uh, historically when we go up um, have to go up a couple mills to to help pay for you know some of that infrastructure or uh, personnel and, and you know basically people to help you know maintain the city um, usually afterwards we see a decrease over the next few years because uh, we're not using the data from, you know, just last year. It's basically from a couple of years ago as, as far as how the money and stuff gets 
distributed or the numbers that we look at. So, you know, I'm hoping, um, you know, that we'll be able to keep it flat. You know, ours wasn't as high as what, you know, the Burley County and, and the school district is. Um, you know, even though ours was 600 mil or 600 and some thousand dollars, basically, is what what two mills is. So, you know, you take a look at that, you know, over a year's time. But, you know, we try and be cognizant of, of that. And, yeah, we try and make sure that our growth pays for, you know, a lot of our um, infrastructure. But we've changed a few ways of how we've operated some of our our um, applications or our processes. So a lot of that is, is starting to take into effect. So hopefully a lot of that growth will start paying for a lot of that infrastructure. So, um, you know, we, we take a look at that so we don't burden our citizens on it. But, you know, we're so just we're, one we're, part of the, the big piece of pie. So, so we're, we're, uh, we're going to supply water through our water system to Lincoln. Is that correct? Lincoln buys water from city of Bismarck. Okay. Does their what they pay for water? Does that pay for the additional infrastructure required to provide that service to Lincoln? I do believe so, but I'll double check those numbers. I don't have those right in front of me. Okay. Well, I guess I, I don't remember how the contract was written off the top of my head, but I will get. I, I can get those numbers for you. Yeah, you don't have to get the numbers. I'm just asking you as a representative of the city of Bismarck that if we're going to have growth or if we're going to service another community, that it doesn't become an additional burden on the existing taxpayers and additional and and ultimately down to the homeowners. If we have growth, right. should be there should be more people contributing to the pot, and if there and and it should be less per per uh, the contributor, but it just doesn't seem to be working that way, and that's what scares me is whenever I hear growth, then I know my taxes are going up again. So I'm See, just asking the, you to... No, you're, and, and, you're, and you're right, and, we, and we've changed our water supply, water and sewer, as far as, you know, how that, um, how that gets paid for. Before, you know, a lot of it, I think roughly about it, 1983 is, is the number that sticks in my head until just you know, real recent until we redone what our, our study had, you know, had done. You know, a lot of it was, you know, you'd, you'd build all the infrastructure and it was put in advance, so the city was basically being the bank prior to. And then none of that stuff would necessarily get paid for until those developments, developments and stuff came, came online and we're all able to start getting payment. Well, this time around, or about a year ago before... We had visited with, you know, developers and, you know, the industry as far as, you know, what does that look like? So, you know, a lot of those, that infrastructure is being paid up front by the different developments, you know, and then the, the access, you know, for those um, developments onto the main lines, um, you know, are a lot higher than trunk line fees, a lot higher than what they used to be. You know, so a lot of the developers are having to pay for a lot of that infrastructure ahead of time. You know, whereas in the past, that wasn't necessarily the case. Right. Well, I'm sure I don't have to remind you that the entire city of Bismarck sewage treatment plant is in the floodplain, and so that the, the impact of what happens this spring is going to have a total impact on the entire community of Bismarck. So I I, I hope that somebody gets on the stick and starts 
pounding on the podium and uh, uh, trying to figure out a way to push some of this water downstream where Lake Oahe uh, goes down and uh, we have something to uh, take on what's going to be a huge spring runoff coming our way again. But right. No, I, I, I totally agree. Our, our spring runoff, the way it looks, um, yeah, it's going to be... There's going to be a lot of water coming down the system. So, Yeah, and what before they had Lake Sakakawea, before they had Garrison Dam, when we had the spring runoff, a heavy spring runoff, or maybe even a normal spring runoff, the people that were here before it tell me that where, where Kirkwood Mall was, that was at 13 and a half feet, as a former city engineer had told me. So... That mm-hmm. that's the natural flow of the water. So right now, under our feet, there's water saturating the ground, uh, the soils underneath, and that's part of what would absorb the spring runoff. And if we're being saturated right now, there's no place for it to go. No, Thank you. you know, anything south of the railroad tracks, basically before the dam was put in, was you know there's just nothing there. A few houses that were built up and and around, yep. but you know, and nothing, nothing was built south of the tracks until after, really, until after the dam. Yeah, you see those old pictures of the '51 flood, and you do see tons of people just kind of standing there by their their what was left of their homes at that point. Gotta wonder what the four feet of snow that some parts of Montana might mean for us down the line too. Yeah, that's well, and that's one. Yep. Thank you. And that's one of the things that we can take a look at is, as far as. Um, you know, how heavy it was, you know, since it's kind of late in the fall, you know, there's a lot more moisture content and a lot of that snow versus snow that's in February. So, yeah, we're going to, but no I, I appreciate the, the gentleman's phone call. Yes, thank know, you for the, the call, sir. I appreciate and, it very you know, much. Very uh, good, very good questions and stuff, you know, that we always try and take a look at. We try to be cognizant uh, the best with the, you know, the citizens' money and how we spend that. Um, you know, that there may be some that, you know, beg to differ otherwise, but, you know, we have to, we are a growing community, so we have to make sure that, that, you know, we, we try not to spend money, you know, but when we have to, hopefully we can do it in a very conservative way. And I do love the fundamental, sure though, if the tax base is growing, if, we're, if the population's growing, and we're obviously getting more business taxation going on, if that, that tax base is growing, then on a, a per capita uh scenario i'd love to be able to see that go down see property taxes go down accordingly as we add mm-hmm. to the infrastructure um that said i guess the cost of infrastructure itself may go up so but uh certainly to be mindful of that paradigm to be able to get the uh, the tax base increase therefore the tax uh, burden per capita down would be great right and seems like it seems fundamentally like we ought to be able to do that now it's it's one thing to do something on on you know, on paper and in practice versus getting you know, getting it into the field to see what happens. But right, and well. a lot of it, you know, if you know, if we do that, then you know, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, you know, depending on what kind of services that we expect as citizens of Bismarck, you know, and what we push forward, you know, that's a good point there. too. I mean, if you increase your level of service, then obviously, <laughs> by definition, you're going to be increasing the tax burden on folks. So, depends on right. So, I mean, it, like I said, it's uh. When we have our discussions, it's a definite, you know, it's a definite balancing act, you know. And is anything perfect? By all means, no. But you know, we're able, or should able, be able to have the ask the question, 
and hopefully have a debate on it to see how, you know, right or wrong and how we move forward with that. And that's what we do with our, our budget process. You know, we've had a lot more chances for the uh, commissioners to be able to, to ask questions during the budget process. But, you know, like I said, I you know take roughly about a week off of, you know, my normal job, and then we, we go through that. So we listen to all the different department heads and all of the requests, you know, and then we, we pare it down quite a bit or substantially uh, and then, you know, come forward with a recommendation, and then those recommendations change depending on who's sitting at the table and, you know, how that moves forward. So, Well, hopefully that would be one of the final key questions, criteria questions to be answered when it goes around the horn about development or goes around the horn about an investment in the community was finally the question is asked of one one specific question is asked and it is is it going to pay for itself and if it's not going to pay for itself then i don't want to pay for it right that's it very good thank you for your time Bye-bye. thank you for the call really really appreciate the call thank you sir yep all right Mr. Marquardt, anything else before we uh, head to the offer? Well, I know you got a day job um, to do, too. So. Yeah, well, October is Fire Prevention Month, and that begins October 1st. The theme for prevention or Fire Prevention Month is plan and practice your escape. Uh, focus on, you have to practice, you know, getting out of your home, you know, so if smoke gut does get filled up, you, you know how to escape from there. Um, also, the Bismarck installed a rapid rectangular flash beacon. Uh, we did that up on Durango and State Street. Uh, it's on North Washington near the Horizon Market. Uh, it'll help get pedestrians across the walking path. And Bismarck Community will celebrate uh, National Walk to School Day, October 2nd. So that's basically all I have. And Fortunately, by the end of the week, it's supposed to warm up a little bit, So, but that uh, October 2nd walk is probably going to be the coldest day of the week, so it'll also serve as <laughs> practice for dressing for winter day. <laughs> yes, Not that it's going to be winter necessarily, but it'll be good to get all that stuff out of storage if you put it into storage for the season and stuff. Get ready, you're going to need it at some point, so... I had to dig out my stuff, so. Yeah, I know, me too. My my K-Fire stocking cap toque. Whatever the heck we call these things these days. Commissioner Steve Arcourt, Mondays. We uh, keep in touch with your Bismarck uh, city commissioners and stuff here on the K-Fire Cafe. Appreciate your time, sir. Sounds good. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. 337-48 in Bismarck, Mandan, K-Fire 550. A freeze warning off to the west. The western part of the state could get down to 29 tonight. Secret word yet? Toro's Snowblower will give away from Kirkwood Ace December 6th. We'll get your name in. Plus Mavericks tickets at some point yet this afternoon. If you didn't catch today's secret word, Bill Parker gave it a little after 8.30 this morning. Make sure you get with your friends so you can find out what today's word is. And then always stay close to the Phil Parker Show. He'll have another shot coming up tomorrow. Wednesday in the Cape Iron Cafe, Dakota Stage, Spamalot is coming. Plus, North Dakota Game and Fish, they're on the way Wednesday in the cafe. If you're thinking about it, he's talking about it. The K-Fire Cafe with Todd Mitchell every weekday but Tuesday from 3 to 5 p.m. on K-Fire 550, 99.7 FM, and iHeartRadio. The K-Fire Cafe is powered by Schwann Buick GMC.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.